It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening, man? Thank you for joining us here on Locked On Jaguars on Friday, making us your first listen every day because it's your team every day, and we're proud to bring you the daily Jaguar coverage. We're brought to you today by On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It is the only place to score a -a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. Uh, Glad to be able to come to you today and hopefully what uh we can uh do and what we can figure out is how the heck we gonna win a game man we gotta the jaguars have to go to tennessee and of course travel to battle against the uh hated tennessee titans the key rival tennessee titans They're a little banged up banged up offensively um the jaguars have a few uh places on offense where they're also banged up so i don't know if that gives you much confidence and much solace uh but we're gonna go through it. we're gonna go through it right now i got a couple more segments too but i'll get to that stuff in just a second let's talk about how they can win this game first and foremost man you gotta on offense you gotta stop jeffrey simmons from disrupting your entire package uh that has been a problem uh for most teams this year because he's just that good of a player on the interior at defensive tackle you gotta stop harold landry if you're jacksonville too because he's likely gonna line up over a problem spot for us and that's where Jawan Taylor is at right tackle. And you got to make sure that, you know, you contain those two guys up front. Another thing you have to do is avoid dumb penalties and the things that have caused Jacksonville to not be able to get off the field defensively and have to extend drives. And last but not least, avoid dumb penalties again, because sometimes you have to say things twice. Now, when the Jaguars are on defense, one of the things – that they must do is harass Ryan Tannehill. He's really missing a lot of his weapons. Of course, we know Derrick Henry's out for at least the rest of the regular season and maybe even if they make the playoffs. I don't know if A.J. Brown's going to play. I did discuss that with Tyler Rowland yesterday on our uh, crossover edition. Uh, Julio's definitely not going to play. So they're very handicapped offensively. If there was a team you can beat up on a little bit if you're Jacksonville and tee off uh, and make life miserable for them, it, it should be Tennessee. Um, don't know there's going to be enough to win because Mike Vrabel can really dial things up, but they lost to Houston a couple of weeks back. So they're kind of reeling a little bit and trying to get things figured out. But it's a game that I do, I do expect Jacksonville to go up and at least compete and play hard. And uh, the last time they were in this situation when the players were really speaking up for the team and, the way they have in this whole James Robinson uh, fiasco. The last time it was like that when you saw players really, really owning it was when Urban said that after the Cleveland issue uh, and the plane and the bar and all that stuff, he said, well, it's, it's about the players. It's really up to the players. It's, it's all on the players. Those guys actually went out and played well and played for each other and uh, had a pretty good showing against Miami. So – Maybe we're back at that point a little bit and we can think that the guys are going to 
batten down the hatches and go into a closet and come out swinging and fighting regardless of a lot of the rumblings that's going on with the team? Perhaps. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they're going to fight really, really hard. And uh, Trevor's going to make a few plays because I just think the Titans are hurting a little bit on offense. So we'll have to see. All right, so a quick first segment. What we're going to do is in segment two, I'm going to talk about the possibility of a lot of coaches not being here next year. And some of them are involuntary. Not all of them are the guys on offense. And why that even though we're going to assume that Urban Meyer is going to be back and why even that is going to be an issue for Urban moving forward and and and, and why it might be another reason that uh, Shah Khan needs to reevaluate this entire thing after this season um, because it's not going to be as easy as folks think, uh, you know, think or believes it will be. And then in the third and final segment, Zach Cunningham was free and the Jaguars didn't even try to go after him and he ends up with Tennessee. Why do the Jaguars think they're so good that they don't have to use their waiver privileges on a guy like that? And at least now this is an appropriate way when you say you're going to kick the tires on somebody because that's an overused phrase. But this is seriously when you bring a guy in and kick the tires, there's no harm, no foul. If he's not what you think he is, you can release him. The guaranteed money is already paid. You lose nothing by bringing a guy like that in. Um, it, it just blows my mind and it keeps making me think that Trent Balky and Urban Meyer have zero clue as to what they are doing. All right, so we're going to run through. Uh, when we uh, continue, we're going to run through um, what the coaches and their departures will mean. Uh, and they're going to be coaches' departures. Trust me, I'll run through them all. But what it really, really means in terms of um, what it really means in terms of what they have to do and why they have to do it and what's going to end up happening with um, this football team and why it just doesn't feel uh, good and, and the prospects don't feel good moving forward. There you go, my words. I got them. I will do that in just a second after I remind you of this, that Super Bowl 56 is at SoFi in LA and it's less than 100 days away and on location. The official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once in a lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. And I want to tell you about Built Bar, the delicious, I love saying delicious, man, the delicious Built Bars that are out there and they're bringing flavors in left and right, man, day by day. You never know what they got cooking, but they always have the mainstays, the raspberry mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate. They got cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, and my favorite, chocolate caramel. You knew I was going to say it. I can't wait to say it because I am dead serious that I love the contrast of that uh, salty caramel. So Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need, especially right now when you're in traffic and you're trying to bust out on those mall doors. You're going to be out there for a minute, everything moving a little slower. 
you don't want to start moving slower because you need that energy and you want built bar. It's not waxy and all chalky like these other uh, protein bars because this one is actually, it has the texture of a candy bar because it's covered with 100% chocolate. I'm telling you, man, you need to go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off of your order. Now, let's say it one more time. The offer is this. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. And after you do it, taste a man and come back and tell me what your favorite flavor is because I know for a fact you're absolutely going to love Built Bars. All right, man, we're rolling along here on a Friday. Uh, I expect a lot of attrition in the coaches uh, on the staff next year, some voluntary, some involuntary. Uh, I, I don't expect the offensive. I'd be shocked if uh, Daryl Bevel, uh, Bernie Parmalee, Sanjay Lyle, that's the offensive coordinator, um, running backs coach, wide receivers coach, I, and probably Brian Schottenheimer, the quarterback's coach. I'd be shocked if any of them came back. And uh, that isn't any inside information. That's just me. I try to read between the tea leaves, and I just think that it's hard for me to imagine the the way this lack of communication is gone, the the lack of the way the information is being put out. They were supposed to talk to Parmalee about James Robinson's situation, and they was like, no, nah, he ain't talking to that. And then when the coach came up there, Bevel came up, talked about Bevel, said, we're moving on. We already discussed it. So I guess we got to take whatever Urban Meyer said, which is hard to do because he says so many things that are contradictory. And then we have to take what Trevor Lawrence said, and we have to use that as gospel when – as much as I love Trevor, he should a rookie shouldn't be talking about these things. A rookie shouldn't be sitting there coming out having to explain coaching and personnel decisions made by men twice his age. But that's a whole nother thing because I ain't trying to go off on a tangent today. I'm trying to stay even keeled. But um, I can't imagine that those guys would be back. There's rumors that Josh Lapoy is going to leave and go accept a position as the defense coordinator slash run game. Uh, coordinator uh, uh, for the University of Florida. When he was asked about it, he he didn't deny it. He just was kind of evasive, and he pretty much saying he's just focused on what's in front of him right now, which means I'm gone. Um, tight ends coach, who obviously uh, came from Penn State, was going to Virginia Tech to uh, be the offensive coordinator with his buddy, uh, who, co who he coached with at Penn State. So it looks like that's a bit of a promotion, and it is, but it's not based on any kind of production that they had here. Is based on the relationship that the guy had. And obviously, you don't make a lateral move from a money perspective. You make more money as a tight ends coach in the NFL than you do uh, in college, most colleges. It, it, there's no way you're going to go and be a tight ends coach again unless you got fired, which he, he wasn't as far as I, I knew. Uh, but uh, speaking of him, let me let me ask you this. Would you like to have been a fly on the wall when they asked him about Pat Frymouth? This team needs a tight end. They still need a number one. I like Dan Arnold, but he's a nice little number two on a team that's going to be really good because if he was more than that, he would have been uh, on a better team and he'd have been the number one. He wasn't even a starter where he was. Um, so whether it was in Arizona or California, I mean uh, Carolina, he started when some people got hurt. He wasn't really uh, bucking to be a starting wide receiver unless they were in two wide, uh, tight ends, unless they were in two tight end sets. So um, they needed a tight end. And they took Walker Little when Pat Frymouth was still on the board. Pat Frymouth is now a beast. He's a monster with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm wondering, did they listen to him? Uh, did he give a vote of confidence to the kid that he had just coached at Penn State? 
because he seems like he fits exactly what the Jaguars were looking for or what any other team in the NFL was looking for. But that's neither here nor there. Let's just move on. Uh, I think all the defensive coaches will stay unless some of those guys start getting uh, jobs because of the way the defense has sort of played well. Here's the problem we run into. Let's just assume Shaq Khan doesn't take my advice or anybody else's advice, and he keeps Urban Meyer on as coach. Here's your here's your dinghy right here. This is your doozy now. This is it. This is how the business of the NFL works. That would mean that he'd probably kind of be on the hot seat next year. I mean, he's already on the hot seat this year, right? So he'd probably be on the hot seat next year. He has to fill a staff. That means he has to hire people who are already fired, or he has to make um he has to give a, a promotional hire. What I mean is find a guy who is a position coach the way he did Joe Cullen and make him give him a jump uh, up and make him a defense coordinator, find a, a backup a backup special teams coordinator and make him come in and he's now the head coordinator or just find somebody who just got fired from like the Bears staff or because I think the Bears coaches are getting fired or go get some guys from college. The problem is he's getting those guys on a one-year deal or a prove it it's not going to be a one-year deal, but they may look at it that way. When Doug Marone and, and Dave Caldwell stayed on for that last year, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I asked Dave in the hallway uh, after that press conference about this guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, that, that was around the league. He said, I got to be able to get, I'm going to quote him now. He says, I got to be able to get him to come here because Everybody's going to be under the assumption that we have to prove something this year. And people don't want to move and uproot themselves and put their career on risk that they're only going to be coaching somewhere for one season. You feel me? Because if you just got fired, you don't, and, and they hire you here, you don't want to get fired again one year later. You at least want to go into a situation where it's fresh. Well, you want to go into a situation like you had last year with the Jaguars where it's fresh, where it's brand new, where guys are going to get a, a fresh start, a guy's going to be able to, the owner is going to be patient, let them take time and implement their system. And that's why this thing with the Jaguars is just blowing up and it's going to implode when people are all let go or either Urban has to uh, do what he does, what he never does, which is admit that it was on him, that he made poor choices. And he may, even though he studied the NFL, that he made all of these poor choices, so now you, you may be limited as to who you can get. And this brings up Dan Mullen and John Hevesy. Now it's a reunion of the University of Florida staff all over again. And um, I don't know if getting a bunch of college guys again, I mean, I like college guys, but getting a whole team full of college guys again is going to jive well with uh, this team and with, free agents sorry i had to scratch my ear with free agents they have to build this team and they have to get talent guys pay attention to every single detail when you hit free agency and you know you're one of those guys that's getting 40 50 60 million dollars it's usually not one team that's sitting there uh betting and gambling against themselves no you usually can go anywhere so why would you why would you choose a, a, a toxic or situation unless they're going to overpay? And if they're overpaying, that's a problem again. But why would you choose a toxic situation when, when you can really for and some of these dudes will be free agents for like the first time since high school. 
when they were going on college visits. Shout out to recruiting day that's going on here, uh, early sign of day next week. But some of these guys, as professionals, this will be their first time being in control of their own life, uh, in terms of their uh, choices and what they can make. They got drafted. They get drafted and get traded, and I ain't gonna sit here and act like it's the worst thing in the world because they're still playing in the league. But the bottom line is, some of these guys, this is their first time. This is their first time being able to choose where they want to go, and and usually the money is 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 pretty much the same. Uh, it might be a little bit different. Why would you choose to come here knowing that it's college staff? It's beleaguered. If it's Dan Mullen, it's beleaguered, and Urban Meyer is going to be beleaguered right on top of him. And these guys are here for one year and got ran off or it didn't work out and all of this miscommunication. Let me tell you something. If I was a rival team and a guy came in for a visit with me, what I would do, I would play clips of Urban Meyer's press conferences. And I say, do you want to go play there or you want to play here? This is why what you do and what you say in a press conference and how you posture and carry yourself. This is why it's so important. This is why the product on the field has to be better. You know why? Because I'd also play uh, replays of the game where the stadium is half empty. I do it. I'm, I play dirty if I was these other teams and a guy comes in for a visit with me and I know that he's considering Jacksonville and I know that Jacksonville is going to try to probably outpay a guy because they have more cap space. I would play as dirty as I can. This is why what you present and what you put out always matters. This is one of the things, and I'm not going to spend all day today begging Shah Khan to fire Urban Meyer. It's not what I'm going to do. No, it's just I, I want everyone to, to, to kind of see the bigger picture of why this thing looking like a dumpster fire is so, is so bad moving forward. Somebody asked me, could he get fired after one? I said, yeah, hell yeah, he, want, he wants getting fired. He absolutely I've never been a guy who wants to remove a guy for after one season. This, what we've seen here is absolutely, totally ridiculous. So they got to make a choice how they want to proceed and how they want to be perceived from a fan perspective, from a free agent perspective, and from possible coaching uh, perspectives. Guys who, now people chomp at the bit to coach Trevor uh, because folks still believe in Trevor. But the bottom line, man, is this, Things around here have to actually really, really change over these last seven weeks so that we don't go in the offseason feeling about things the way we feel about them. All right, man. So we're going to hit segment number three here in just a second. Uh, we're going to uh, make sure we cover every all, all of the ground for you, talk about some players, talk about why the Jaguars choose to not use their waiver priority, which I really really don't get i gotta tell you though man about stance and i know you guys are going to want to know what that is i'm gonna tell you i'm all about comfort i'm like 50 years old right and i've been hearing a lot about i heard a lot about the stance apparel lately especially because they just launched a new line of active apparel plus it's holiday gifting time and stance is the coolest gift you can give although i want to be the one receiving it I got sons, and, and me and my sons, we always joke. One day my son saw me limping, and he was like, what's wrong with you? I said, I got these socks with this weird seam in it. So now they always joke that I wear cheap socks. Not anymore because I got some from Stance, 
and they are absolutely dynamite and i absolutely love them i also love them because they've you know combined with some of my favorite designs and some of my favorite collaborations like for me wu-tang clan bob marley i'm a big music fan so all of the stuff is super super comfortable and it looks snappy so i love it and they're founded in 2009 stance apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks underwear and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort quality and creativity stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression that's what i'm all about because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel stance believe that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in that those who feel good do good go see for yourself register for an account at stance.com and get 15 percent off of your first purchase use the promo code locked on at checkout to apply enjoy the color and comfort of a life of a life less ordinary with stance and ain't nothing nothing ordinary about us here locked on jaguars because you make us your first listen and we are your daily podcast and you don't get that and it's free on all platforms you don't get that these days anymore either it's good content for free whether it's on youtube and all of these other places man you better slap somebody and get them to come and, and like and subscribe to the locked on jaguars podcast man it's something else so zach cunningham the middle linebacker who uh rangy tall was released by the uh, houston texans i guess they're purging their roster i don't know what they got going on probably it may not have been a, as much of a fit in that base four three well was a free agent the jaguars have a very very high priority if not the number one priority. i think they have number one priority for free agents didn't claim it and when you look at the structure of his contract there wasn't no guaranteed money uh left on the contract unless he was just game checks uh nothing needed to go out three years left on the deal wasn't a bad deal uh, are they in, that much in love with wilson and are they that much in love with uh miles jack and shaq quarterman and do they really just think they're good enough that they don't need to even make a look-see at another really really dynamic long angular player who could probably give him a little bit of help at Sam also and be versatile. I was shocked along with a lot of people that they did not put in a waiver claim unless they know something we know from the pro personnel side that there's an injury or that there's some sort of reason beyond Houston just stinking that they let him go. Um, the Titans thought it was cool enough at eight and four to bring him in. And I don't know if he'll suit up for him Sunday, but they got him and we don't. Why are they so stubborn and why do they believe and think that this team is so great from a personnel standpoint? I just don't get it. It's also another red flag because this is kind of what they thought in the offseason, if you ask me, because it's kind of what Urban Meyer keeps saying about how they have all of these warriors. Urban really did expect this to do not, do not fall into this old thinking that um well this was just a year that they had to get you know their feet wet and you don't have years to waste urban meyer thought with everything in him that the jaguars were going to compete this year trust me he did he was not selling wolf tickets when he said that he absolutely thought that 
there was no way in hell he thought that this team was going to be two and ten at this point. None. Because he would have controlled the narrative and had you thinking he would you'd have heard a lot of be patient. You'd have heard a lot of we're gonna play our young guys, and those young guys are one day gonna grow up. Those puppies with big paws at some point gonna be big dogs. You would have heard all of that stuff, and that's not what you're seeing. You can tell how he kept running wide receivers in and out of here like the Jamaican track team that they had no clue on what they were doing. So there's a pattern here. There's a pattern that if this is allowed to continue, that it's gonna go and it's gonna with all of those factors I talked about in segment one and two. They're still going to be in the offseason, this stubbornness to hold on to the way that they're doing things. And that's not a bad quality to have because what good coaches always do is they stick to it. They stick to the plan. My problem with Urban and this crew is, the crew that's going to be left is the plan stinks and they don't know what they're doing. So they're going to stick to a plan that stinks when they don't know what they're doing. It's like letting a 16-year-old with a driver's permit drive a Lamborghini. I'm telling you, that's what it is because they don't have a clue. And I'm looking for clues. People are saying maybe he'll learn, maybe he won't. Not claiming Cunningham when you have the ability and the chance to do it is absolutely brutal. And it shows you that they really, really believe that the players they have are good enough. I think the Jaguars believe they need Travis Etienne to come back healthy and they need to get a fast wide receiver in the draft uh, and maybe add a one offensive lineman and probably another edge rusher in free agency and they're going to go compete for a Super Bowl. That's what I think they think because that's not reality and it's not the way it works. I can tell you what does work, the Locked On Bets, the Locked On Bets podcast, the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. It is off the chain, man. And before you go make your bets, you need to make sure you tune in. Lee Sterling doesn't miss when he gives you that advice. And your boy Q is cold when it comes to hosting that show and directing traffic. So make sure you check out the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q, Lee Sterling. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Y'all take care of each other, man. Have a nice weekend. We will have instant reaction uh, after the game on Sunday. And then, of course, Hopefully we'll have an interesting podcast on Monday where we're not talking about the same things we've been talking about. But until then, you guys take care of each other. I'm Tony Wiggins with Locked On Jaguars. Have a nice weekend. Enjoy the game on Sunday.